listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Your one stop for what it is in the NBA today. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to week nine of Talking True Hoops podcast. I'm Nicholas Paravalos. I'm here with Robert Schlatter. We're here to get started. Let's go. Week nine action. We're ready to head in. Some good news, Nick. Yep. Before we start, everyone, follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Talking True Hoops. Hit us with the follow. Yep. You know, we post uh, daily. Post daily, get some good news. Keep you updated with what's new around the NBA. And uh, we let you know when uh, the next podcasts are coming out, so you got to give us the follow on those. So, yeah. Yep. So let's go, Rob. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets making some news. I did say this, but we also kind of went back and forth with where Jalil, of course, we're talking about Jalil Okafor, and we're talking about where he may go because, obviously, the Sixers didn't want to keep him and they want to get rid of him because they have the process, Joel Embiid, there. So he was traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Ja is free. Ja is free. Hashtag Ja free. Um, Okafor and Nick Stauskas and a second-round pick to the Nets for Trevor guy Booker. you really like Trevor Booker and it like right off the bat it kind of looks like a steal for the Brooklyn Nets but honestly I'm kind of looking at it from the perspective that it's kind of a win-win for both because yeah. I mean Nick Stauskas is a nice little shooter you know they weren't really going anywhere with Okafor Okafor is a nice nice talent um but I really see Trevor Booker on that team because Trevor Booker is a very undervalued or underrated, undervalued player for yeah, the Brooklyn I'm, Nets. I'm a huge Trevor Booker fan. He's a guy that you can plug in at the four, sometimes for the five now that it's a, kind of like a small ball league now. He's a 10 and 10. Yeah, that. exactly. So he really brings in some veteran leadership to that team and kind of a, a, a stronger backbone, really, for the Sixers. And, of course, with the Brooklyn Nets, you're getting a, a pretty talented young center. You're getting the second and third pick from, uh, I think, the 2014. 20- 20, no, 2015 draft. You're right, you're right. So you're getting the second in Russell and Okafor. So that's a really good way to start. So obviously the Nets really screwed up with the way that they did the trade with the Boston Celtics. But now looking at it, it's like, okay, now that they have Sean Marks in there, the new GM, they're kind of heading in a, a okay direction. They get a second-round pick, Nick Stauskas. I mean, I don't really think Stauskas Listen. is going to do much for well, the Nets, but... They shot, They cut Sean Kilpatrick to put Nick Stauskas on the lineup. He's still young. He was a number eight overall pick a couple years back. Who, Sean Kilpatrick? No, Stauskas. Oh, Stauskas, yeah. Nick Stauskas. Yeah. So the, the, the overall thing that I would say was Trevor Booker was playing on the Nets team that probably won't make the playoffs, and he has an expiring contract. So to trade him for at least potential in Okafor is, is huge. Oh, yeah. Makes also, absolute perfect sense. We also get a second-round pick. It is the New York Knicks second-round pick, by the way. Yeah. So hopefully it, it tops second-round pick. We're talking about second-round picks like, you know, they're important. But, but you never know. For, no, but you got to take into account, for some reason, the Nets have a real good ability at finding talent, it seems like, with Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who wasn't really. He's a first-round. We trade. He traded for him. Trade but still, he's, wasn't he a later guy? Well, he was a, a mid second, mid first round, the twenty second, I believe. Yeah, we traded Plumlee for him. But they, they had. Uh, my point is that they don't have. They you don't have. Karis Levert as well. Yeah, you he don't have to. Ha- you don't have to have a lottery pick with the Nets. For some reason, they're able to find solid NBA talent. It seems like when I watch the Nets and their players, they look like they know what they're doing. It's just some of them. Some of the other guys aren't as talented as you'd like, but most of them could go on or are able to go on to do good things on other squads. So the second-round pick, 
should be valued okayly. And, you know, having, I mean, St- like I said, Stauskas isn't really going to do much. But Mick the- Stauskas, Canadian man from Michigan, <laughs> he's he's going to come in and he's going to play what the Nets do. Yeah. He's a shooter. And that's shoot, what, you know, yeah, that's gonna, what we do. He's going to shoot the three ball. That's what, that's what the Nets do. And I think he'll fit in fine. You know, the Nets... I mean, maybe they're they're pretty far behind at this point. I don't know exactly where they are in the standings. I'll tell you right now. I will say that Sean Marks, he, they're ten and fifteen. He, in there. he is not. He is the man. They honestly could make a playoff run because the Knicks are in the eighth seed at thirteen and thirteen, and they're That's ten three and games out. So, but but besides the point for their future. It makes a lot of sense with Okafor at the center position. He doesn't really play defense, and he can't really shoot free throws, and he's not really good at mid range. But he's a talented. He yeah. has potential, and you know, you could take it. I'm always, you know, I'm always kind of hesitant with the, oh, he's got potential. He could be good. He could be this, but I mean, for what you had to give up, why wouldn't you do it with Trevor Booker, exactly. expiring contract, older player mm-hmm. for a younger youth movement that you want to get going, and to have guys like Jeremy Lin, and well, Jeremy Lin's injured, and D'Angelo Russell's injured, but to for for future to have Lin Russell. Jefferson, Carousel Vert's playing really well. Okafor, Whitehead. That, that's Isaiah Whitehead. My, you know, I love Whitehead. Dinwiddie looks okay. And we like, also got. I want to mention. They something look as well. like they have an NBA roster. I want to. I want to mention that um, Jahil as center. I think it's gonna ruin the talent that we just drafted in Jared Allen. I I really he's like that getting, kid. He's that been kid's getting been dunked on every time though. <laughs> yeah, but he's a shot blocker. Shot blockers get dunked on. But is he really gonna start though? I don't know. He's been looking good in the last couple of games. I've been watching. Okay. You yeah. Know, he's actually. I'm surprised he has some type of intensity to him because he looks like a very passive guy. He got into it with Adebayo and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. From uh, Miami. From yeah. Miami. He got into it with him. So I was like, I was impressed with the intensity this man brought. But I will say, Sean Marks, within the last from the off season, this off when season, he, when he entered in as the general manager. No, he entered last year, but this this off season. Yeah. This off season, he. Traded away Brooke Lopez, Trevor Booker, Andrew Nicholson, Justin Hamilton, and a first-round pick to the Lakers, which is Kyle Kuzma, for D'Angelo Russell, Timothy Mozgov. Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll, Jaheel Okafor, Alan Crabb, Toronto Raptors first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Like, he's let's, doing a good job. Let's like, just say that. Like, without he, without any first-round picks, he's making moves. Yeah, I think... <laughs> You got to just be like, look at what he's doing and just kind of, I'm like in awe of how he's been able. I mean, obviously it's not translating so far into wins, but you can't, you got to see like, wow, like they got an actual general manager, not like Billy King, who knows what oh. they're, who knows what he's doing and has a, has a future in his mind for where the team's going to go. And I think the Nets are, the Nets have a bright future. I've, they they're able to spot ta- or Marks is able to spot talent and get it going. We get our first round pick and back they next ha- year, and they have a playing style that they have in mind. I'm not the biggest fan of Kenny Atkinson. I'll be honest with really? you. Really, yeah. I like I like Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, I mean he's all right, but he's very good with young talent and he is he yeah he's done a good job in making them play hard and everything. So we'll see where the Nets go. I think Jalil is going to be a solid player. He's got to improve his defense. He's got to improve his shooting. But I think he's a very – to have the second and third pick from the draft in 2015 on that team and some young players around, he can't be mad at the trade. It's a great move, I think, on both sides. Sixers got a good veteran guy to plug in there yeah, with, with the team place. and lead that team. So 
too bad. Solid, uh, solid trade overall. Too bad we can't get the number one from that draft. Yeah, too bad you Carl Anthony Towns. Too, yeah, pretty. <laughs> too bad you traded those possible number ones to Boston. So moving on it's in to Cleveland now, though. And yeah, it isn't Cleveland. Well, one of them went. Jalen Brown was that one. That and Jason to, Tatum. And Tatum, yeah. So moving on to the next topic, we got the Houston Rockets. They are absolutely playing out of their minds right now. They are currently in the first seed, pretty much by like percentage points. They are 20-4. and four. They haven't played as many games as the Golden State Warriors. Golden State is in second right now at 21-6. and six. So the Rockets, Nick, they're playing like really, really good. They're second in. They, we obviously know that they shoot the three very well because they have James Harden on the team and uh, Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson, Eric shooters. Gordon. They got shooters. They got shooters everywhere. They're second in points per game, seventh in points allowed, tenth in assists. So they're in in terms of scoring, they're they're way up there. Like they're getting buckets, assists. They're very good. They're you know they're only percentage points ahead of Golden State, but you got to take into account that everyone's like, oh, you got question marks around, can Chris Paul play with James Harden at the point? They're both point guards, da-da-da-da-da. Chris Paul, uh, they started the season pretty much fine. They were playing very well. Then Chris Paul went out, James Harden took over like he did last year as just the focal point of the squad, and he's still doing it now with Chris Paul back from the injury. So it make, they, they, they're just they're playing out of their minds right now. Yeah, they're I playing good basketball. They're playing really good basketball, and James Harden right now in my mind – is the MVP of the league. Yeah, I could see that. The only other debate would be Giannis, but I don't think his team isn't performing his team's as not, well as yeah. the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul and James Harden, if they continue sharing the ball, they'll continue winning. Yeah, exactly. And I think the key for this team is really how far that they're going to go is really how far guys like Ryan Anderson, Trevor Reza, and Eric Gordon that we talked about that are shooters, and also guys like Clint Capella – and the role players, like, I'll, I'll even mention Luke Mba Amute. It's how far the – because, well, taking how James Harden played in that last game against San Antonio, yes, you got to say that's – but we're going to we're gonna say that we expect James Harden. Well, he has Chris Paul to fall back on. Yeah, well, Chris Paul has had his fair share of Yeah, true, but I think he'll the playoffs, be. Especially when they lost that, that seven-game series, I think, to OKC and to – the Rockets, actually. So Chris Paul's had his fair share. But it's how I think it's how far that the role players take him because I think Chris Paul and James Harden will perform. I don't – I'm still kind of wishy-washy on like, oh, they're the best to possibly beat Golden State because they have shooters. It's, I, I don't really – because I don't care how good your shooters may or may not be. You're not out shooting Kevin Durant, but Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But I have mentioned this before I don't on like the they podcast. Could. They do have PJ Tucker to defend Kevin Durant. Yeah, but and I'm a huge PJ Tucker guy. And they have Chris Paul to play defense on, who is a solid defender on Steph Curry. But I kind of think, still think that defense think is very the overrated Rockets, now. The Rockets lack a big big man presence. I don't think Bruno Capella. Right? Clint, 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 Clint Clint Capella. Bruno Capella's in Toronto. <laughs> Shout out to Toronto, number one uh, home win percentage. But besides the point, <laughs> you know, Rockets, I feel like they need another big down low. Um, Nene actually was missing some time, and he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah I kind of agree, but. Like a big, you know who they could go after? But they're kind of going with the mold of what, like, Golden State was. They're like, we yes. don't really, we're, oh, we're just going to use Zaza and JaVale McGee. But you know who they could trade for? Who? Brooke Lopez. 
that's going to really slow them down. I don't think so. Brook Lopez, he could run the court somewhat, actually. He's expanded he his shoot. game. Yeah, he's expanded his and game. And then if but... they need to slow down the game because the game slows down in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I, they could I, dump it down low to him. Possibly, but I don't really see that. That honestly doesn't really, in my mind, make much sense for the Rockets because James Harden doesn't really want to. James Harden and Chris Paul, the way that they've been playing now, they, they don't. Run. They just run. It's Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni system, yeah, but. To dump it down to a guy in the post, they don't really want it. They're looking for to drive the lane, have guys collapse on them while they're driving to the lane, and then, oh, I can throw a lob up to Clint Capella or dump it off to Nene for a little dish. I think Brooke Lopez is more of a guy that, oh, I need to get the rock in the paint, post up, a little face-up game a little bit because I don't really see if, if they put him in there, it kind of slows down James Harden and Chris Paul's pace that they have going right now. So I don't really see Brooke Lopez being a benefit to them. Clint Capella and the Nene, they just got to keep improving of what they have right now. I think they're fine. They're, I mean, now if you're talking about if they were going up against – I don't think that aspect will hurt them against Golden State and other teams because really the big men are just – they're. It's unfortunate, but they're being pushed out of the league. Unless they're going up against Boogie and Anthony Davis. Now that's another question. That's another you know point. But I think they should be fine. And I think it's really how far those role players are going to take them is how far the Rockets will go. Realistically, do I think that they could beat Golden State? No, because I don't know if I don't have that much confidence that James Harden and Chris Paul will be able to. Well, who can be perform really? Not not really many people. Exactly. So. But but everyone wants to. Oh, they're they're so quick to be like, oh, we need to find someone that could dethrone Golden State, and I don't really see the Rockets being. But they're playing well. You got to Golden State's been struggling with, you know, keeping their cool. Yeah, they they are on pace to have like seventy technicals all season. That's a tremendous amount. Yeah, they've been. <laughs> Kevin Durant's been getting pretty pissed off. Yeah, Kevin late, Durant late. needs to calm down. He thinks he's a bad boy. He's messing with the wrong cat. In Boogie Cousins. Oh yeah, so That's all I'm I guess, we'll, say. we'll talk about it. yeah. So that was that was really funny, honestly, because Kevin Durant. Because I thought they were honestly like Olympic teammates, and they, well, well, okay, they were they were Olympic teammates. The reason I mentioned that is because oh no, yeah, I know where you come. They're from. like buddy buddy. Like I saw them on their like social media. Like they were vibing out to I think what song were they listening to on when Jimmy Butler and all them. I don't remember what song was that. And I miss you. Yeah, I don't remember. But they were they were all vibing out with each other. I thought it was funny how Kevin Durant was trying to mess with Boogie Cousins. I'll tell you what, Boogie Cousins. Don't mess with DeMarcus Cousins. Nah, he's going to mess you up, KD. I am going to kick your ass. Because he he looks way too... He's country strong, too. He's country strong, and he just looks like he he will mess you up. So don't mess up. Kevin Durant's just kind of trying to show up. I always kind of felt this when he started playing against LeBron, when like he went to Le- yeah. against LeBron in the finals and everything, and people started comparing him. That's like when he tried to get into like a bad boy mold, and it's like, nah, Kevin, like... I just can't see Kevin Stay Durant. in your like, lane. Yes. Stay in your <laughs> lane. Don't... Don't try and drift off to try and fight DeMarcus Cousins because you will probably get your ass whooped. No, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, so they're still not going to lose to the Rockets or anybody else. So, I don't know. <laughs> that, that Golden State's fine. Golden State's fine. So, we're going to move on to the next topic. One more time to mention the social medias. Definitely follow us at Talking True Hoops on both Twitter and Instagram. Hit us with a follow. Engage with us on 
social media and we got some good posts on there about basketball, everything like that, when our podcasts are coming out and the topics like that. So more injuries, Nick, in the NBA. What some else big is name new? Play- yeah, what else is new? Not as much as like football or anything, but it's it, it seems like it's getting up to the, the amount that football is. Steph Curry out with two for two weeks with a right sprained ankle, suffered against the Grizzlies, and he kinda he was in a, like a walking boot, which kinda was very concerning to look at that as a Warriors fan or just a bandwagon fan of the Warriors. So I Curry's supposed to be back in two weeks, but it's very concerning because his major problems when it comes to injuries was his ankles, and he wears those huge ankle braces because that's such an issue for him. So it's a little concerning to see that kind of pop back up. Yeah, that's always been his his problem since he was he was early, drafted into the yeah, league. Early that was his, his problems like his first three years in the NBA, and everybody was like, oh, Steph Curry a bust. He had so many ankle injuries. Couldn't tell if he was good or not. And then he just, you know, started scoring lights out. Yeah, and he, the ankle injuries went away for a little bit. But he's supposed to be back in two weeks. I wouldn't rush it if I was Golden State. Yeah, I'd give him the whole month if he needs. Honestly, that's that's what I'm, two weeks make it make it four Your weeks. Your team's gonna make the playoffs. Your team's <laughs> going to be good. You want to have th- that is a very you good need point. A you want to have him, you know, bunkered down a little bit. Stay off, stay off the ankle for a little bit. Put some ice on it. Don't don't rush to get back just so you can show how good Golden State is. Everyone's gonna start talking. Oh, you know Steph. They're gonna start making headlines of oh, do they need Steph back? Da 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 da. Just wait till the playoffs. Come in with Steph healthy, ready to go. That's how what about, you want to do. How about when he got hurt in the playoffs that one year? And, then and he missed a game, I believe. He missed. He missed against the Rockets, I think. He, he missed, missed a couple, game. I thought. Yeah, so but he, he like rushed it back. If he waited, maybe he could have been healthy for the finals, and that was like his excuse was, like, <laughs> you know, oh Steph, Curry, I wasn't healthy throughout the playoffs. That's why I lost to LeBron. Yeah, great point. So I mean, it's like don't rush it back. Don't, it's it's December. It, it is December, so maybe just hold off Steph and maybe you can come back for that Christmas Day matchup against the Cavs and then you'll be good to go. I I'd, so. I'd, I'd probably shut him down until after New Year's. Yeah. Oh. That that, that would, would make sense too. That would be me, my opinion. And but you're, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. And your your boy Devin Booker got injured with a uh, suffering an adductor strain which is basically like a thigh groin area injury versus the Raptors and he said he he felt the most pain he's ever felt in his career by an injury I don't know if he was saying just by a sports I'm injury I'm just gonna say shut him down shut, shut him, him down for the year why Phoenix even play sucks. him why <laughs> even play yeah I I Phoenix is so bad you don't he's out said to be out for two to three weeks no, this is mind. like kind of like a weird injury to be honest with you as like an outsider looking in groin groin injuries are like low-key like you gotta be very careful with those because those can really screw you over and like pop back up real quick. So honestly, I completely agree with you. It, I don't, I don't know if so much shut him down no, for the uh, season no, because was, it's so early, but a joke, but yeah, yeah, but no, you gotta be like, Take this guy is, yeah, this guy is your future. So you can't just throw him out there so quick. So you gotta really see where the issue is, treat it, make sure you get him back in a good time frame and not just trying to please the fans with the two to three weeks and, you know, the fantasy fans that they want their player back. You got to make sure, same thing with Steph Curry, you got to make sure that he comes back fine. Phoenix isn't going anywhere, so. 
No. It's like, oh, we need Devin. The only reason you would really want to rush him back is to fill the seats, and that's kind of a I don't think they need to do stupid, that. Stupid reason. So Let Josh Jackson get some more playing experience. Exactly. Plug, plug Josh offense. Jackson in there. So we talked about this, I believe, two weeks ago. Kawhi Leonard is coming back on Tuesday. And the big question everyone's been talking about is how Kawhi and – uh, Kawhi and Aldrich would be playing back together. I think this is LA's the, been balling out. Yeah, exactly. Aldrich has been clearly possible, possibly a starter, but I believe an, a for sure all star this year. And people are like, "Oh, is Kawhi gonna come back, and then Aldrich is gonna have to take a back sheet and not play as well?" No. I, stop, stop doubting the Spurs and all that. It's just stupid. Like the Spurs will be fine. Obviously, they are. Where are they in the standings? I think they are third in the third in the Western Conference. They're gonna be fine standings wise. But if they can plug in Kawhi and Aldrich and have them playing together very well oh man i i would take them as a sleeper an actual sleeper and an actual contender against golden state because if you have both those guys playing well because like you talked about with a down low presence that is what lamarcus aldrich is even though he plays the four but he can pretty much play the five as well yeah i i think Kawhi needs to come back so the spurs could you know continue to win even more games yes. and contend for a top seed in the west and they got to get them going together when you got a top five player in the nba yeah, you want him on the court. There's no debate about that. I it I just think the whole rhetoric behind Aldridge, How about defensively Aldridge? they'll get better. It'll open up more space oh, for exactly, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. They're San Antonio's like, already a good defensive team, so putting in Aldridge or putting in Leonard, it just makes them that much better. And I think that they should be they should just honestly be fine because everybody was was going after Aldridge last year for not playing that well, right? And now he's balling out. Now he's balling out, and everybody's like, oh, what if Kawhi comes back? Is he knocking a ball out? Let the man play ball. Let Kawhi Leonard come back and play ball. Quit, Greg quit. Popovich, best coach in the NBA, he'll figure it out. There'll be no problems. No, just quit quit the you know speculation until you actually see it on your TV screens and actually see how it plays out before you say oh they can't play together because you got because people were saying oh Aldrich is done and then what happens the dude's coming out averaging buckets and just has his team in the third seed even without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup and now he's coming back so I will say how about I, th- I throw this at you what if the Spurs trade away Lamarcus Aldridge that's not happening for Marcus Hall for Marcus Saul, that no, I would much that? rather have Lamarcus Aldridge than Marcus Saul. Hey, it was just the hype, you know, just like a spin zone, a little spin zone you got there. Uh, for a little me? trade rumors, trade rumors. I know all. I know Gasol is in the trade block pretty much now that Memphis is a complete. Yeah, they need to get rid of him. Just messed up situation there, but no, nah, I don't see Aldridge moving. Aldridge is should stay where he is until he can't. He clearly can't play anymore, but clearly he has some amount of basketball left that people said, oh, he doesn't. So, yeah, that's the that's the San Antonio situation. John Wall's coming back on Tuesday. They clearly need John Wall back in Washington just by watching them. They tried to plug in Tim Frazier. He didn't work out. They plugged in this other European guard. I don't exactly remember what his name well, is. Well, Bradley Beal's been balling out. Bradley Beal's been playing positive. well. They're 14-12. and 12. Win-loss record six in the East. So when John Wall comes back, I pretty much expect them to get up to about mm, probably the fourth seed, honestly, past Milwaukee and Indiana. Indiana's been playing well because Oladipo's been unbelievable. He has. He has. So I think John Wall coming back makes them much better. Obviously, 
the injury will hinder the, hinder him a little hin, hinder hinder the team or they it has but they'll be I mean they'll just be fine um John Wall is going to come back get that little mojo going back with Bradley Beal cuz they clearly need it because <laughs> and Otto Porter needs it too yeah, Otto Porter definitely needs it as well. So I think Washington will be fine once he gets back. And realistically, they can only really jump two to three spots. Maybe they can pass Cleveland, but Cleveland's been playing really well. They just ended their winning streak against the red-hot Indiana Pacers and Oladipo. So, but Washington, when he comes back, I think will get much better than where they are right now. And then some more injury news, last piece of injury news. Markel Fultz, shoulder is now feeling well, Nick. Could yeah, be back I mean, in, or will be reevaluated Rob, in three weeks. Rob, I just weeks. need a little clarification. Are they basing this injury off of soreness? I don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> I, I was reading problem. something, and it was like, oh, Markel Fultz does not feel any soreness in his shoulder anymore. Um, is that what they're basing the injury off of? Like, I'm insane. That's, <laughs> That's like, the news. I mean, I I see it kind of <laughs> stupid, too. I Come on. I mean, <laughs> You better be getting some type the man of had to switch. Well. The man had to switch ha- switch shooting uh hands because his shoulder hurt so bad like that's that's such a red fl- red flag that like don't rush this man back like Do we have to take precaution to small schools in drafting not what? not big basketball programs washington he went to washington yeah you know do we have to watch now because is he a bust no, you can't. You can't say that so far. Ben Simmons was from LSU. Yeah, That's a small basketball school, so you can't really say that. I'm saying but Ben Simmons. I don't. I don't want to say he's a bust yet, but it is some really big red flags in my mind when you look at that. That they're, you know, oh his soreness is going down. It's like, uh, why not actually diagnose the injury and then make sure you have a real time tech well it is good that they're not just saying oh he'll be back in two to three weeks he'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks and then we'll actually have a diagnosis so from that it makes sense but fault sixers are fine they got simmons running the point and then when they could possibly plug in faults again maybe they won't skip a beat maybe it'll help them a lot or maybe it'll kind of mess up the mojo that they got they've been struggling lately but they're still in the playoff picture, I believe. Yes, they are. Oh no, they're one out, or they're the ninth seed right now. So yeah, they'll get it but together. They'll they'll get it together. But with Trevor Booker, yeah, with Trevor Booker. Trevor Booker's the X factor on the Philadelphia 76ers. So those were the injury news. Of course, we got so much injuries now in the NBA. It's crazy from the past month or weeks that we've had. So Nick, it's that time to head into your fantasy studs and bums of the week. Yeah, let's get it going. Here's Nick's fantasy studs and bums of the week. You know, I got two studs this week as well as usual. We got we'll start with the man that lives in Brooklyn, but balls in the playgrounds of Philadelphia, JJ Redick. He you know, shooter. He gets buckets now apparently as well. Like uh, anywhere on the court. Anywhere on the court. He, he last couple of points total has been 25, 15, 19, 28. J.J. Redick, balling out of his mind. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, even though the Sixers have dropped a couple games in the past, uh, or have dropped the past games, Redick's been playing well, so he's definitely a guy you want to scoop. He's been the veteran veteran leadership now that even Booker's coming in now too. So he's been been able to – he's a shooter and can get open and help out, help out your fantasy team. Exactly. Everybody needs a guy who could shoot. 
in today's NBA, and he fulfills that for the Philadelphia 76ers. Definitely. My next stud is Brandon Ingram. Had a game winner against the Philadelphia 76ers that crushed their hearts. Yes, but I am. I said coming into the year, I am huge Brandon Ingram fan. He's the next KD just because he's skinny and I did looks not say like KD. Him. I say he'll average twenty points. And right <laughs> well, now, well, that's what people, other people are saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is skinny, but he's putting on some more mass. He's been averaging about six rebounds in the last five games as well, which is what you like to see some progression from the man. He's also been averaging basically twenty twenty two points a game, which it's perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ingram is a good good player to have now on the Lakers, even though the Lakers aren't playing really too well. They're not really expected to play that well. But Ingram's a guy that's kind of catching his stride, and then you definitely want to – I mean, if you didn't draft him, and maybe you can – he's a guy that maybe you could like – well, now he's getting a little more attention, of course, but a guy you could probably be like, oh, I'll give you a guy, an older player for this young guy that may be getting more minutes and stud. can plug it in a lot. Yeah, he's a stud. I, I don't know. You could probably trade for him if you want to make – he may have a high high price, though, at this point, so I don't know. Yeah, so now let's go – let's switch it up to the, the bums. The bums. You know, we got a former Syracuse man, Dion Waiters. Ugh. We got Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters this year has been averaging 15 points and four assists. Come on, Dion Waiters. You know you're better than that. Yeah, he's a bum. You know he's been better. He was like last year. He's been talking. He was talking he was loads. He was talking wild spicy. Of how how good he was last year. Yeah. Right? And this year, nowhere to be found. I don't know what's up with this man. Yeah, so Waiters is like. Last year, he was real kind of... He was cocky he, about he it, He was too. cocky, but he was backing it up was, last yes, year. Yes. Now he's kind of taking a and he was he was a, He may have been the reason why they caught fire in the second half oh, of the yeah, season, he was, Miami, he was because he was balling sure. out. Yeah, he was plus. for sure why they caught fire. He's on fire! And then when he went down, they kind of slowed it back. They went back to where they were before. So Waiters was clearly the X-Factor, and he must need to be the X-Factor this year, too, because they are... 12 and 13 and just hovering around 500 so they could really use him to step up but I don't know do you really expect Bump. him do you expect him to come back and do but, anything well for Miami's sake hopefully he does but in my opinion I, I don't because Deion Wade is such a up and down player yeah especially with his emotions as well yeah he's so, up and down so his his play will uh, mirror what his emotions I guess yes uh you know this one hurts me to say no but... But Dirk. He, he is a bum. Dirk Nowitzki is now a bum. Yeah, he's kind of I like will the, give him credit. He's been averaging 25 minutes a game. Yeah. But the Dallas Mavericks do not play good basketball, and he's only averaging 11 points and six rebounds. Is it time for Dirk to hang it up? I kind of think it's time for Dirk to hang it up because they just got a whole youth movement with Barnes and, I and agree. Dennis Smith and Nerlens Noel and all these guys. I, I I don't want to, you know, because Mark Cuban's a real stand-up guy when it comes to honoring the guys that he's had as a players and they've done you a lot for the franchise. So he's not just going to push him out. But I think no. Dirk will come. I think if he's, you never know. Dirk could come back in the season and kind of start playing well. But he, the window is. Do you think he's a he, he might go ring chasing? No way. You don't think so? No way. No okay. way. He's retiring. Good. Dallas man. He's got the ring. I don't. I don't think he doesn't come off. He's as a Hall guy. of Famer. Oh, f- first ballot. Every, like Dirk is probably. I'd say he's the best European player of all time. So. Wow. Why? Who else you got? I don't know. I'm exactly. just saying. I just said, wow, that's a bold statement. It I, is. I don't know if it's a really a bold statement. Dirk is the best. Petrovic. But the, 
Yeah. But, I mean, the window's closing for Dirk. I don't – fantasy-wise, he'll give – I think he'll be a guy that, like, sparks up maybe, like, a game where he gets, like, Hopefully. 25. Yeah. But to, like, consistently, like, keep him on your lineup, like, I don't know. Not a guy that I'd want to want to stick with. We have, we have another bum. So we have three bums this week. Marcus Smart. He's not playing smart basketball. Averaging nope. only 9.3 Is this points a in 30 minutes. Is this a repeat guy or no? No. So Marcus Smart has not been – on the uh, the bum list. list, no, he has not. Uh, I kind of feel like he has. No, we've just, just been talking. He's... We've been talking uh, trash about Marcus Smart I guess. and how he has not progressed in shooting yeah. and his point total. That's he does play why. some good defense, but the man he has he's averaging thirty minutes and only getting nine points. Not good. I he's keeping his steals pretty well. Like he had in the past, week, he had like one steal, two steal, one steal. So, I mean, that's probably the only real consistent part of his game. He had one game where he had seven assists, but he's a, does he, they believe he comes off the bench now. So, or no, he may start at shooting guard. I'm not exactly sure what their minutes are. Cause they have so many players on that team that they just switch everyone in and out and yep. don't know the exact minutes. But I mean, smarts a guy, he hasn't really progressed his shooting and that's exactly why he's really hasn't, progressed his overall game so do it doesn't really matter for the celtics though because they're that good so they're just like go play defense and steal the ball when you so can do you think that marcus smart will get a contract at the end of this year uh, or will they let him walk i honestly think that they're gonna let him walk he needs to walk i think they yeah because they need to they need they're gonna have enough they need money to focus to their money else. yeah focus their money elsewhere and smart I don't really think losing him they lose like a edge in terms of like their their person like their team's identity but in terms of him like the actual impact he's playing 30 minutes a game so clearly he takes up a good amount of their players minutes and where you know who's playing but I don't no nah, I don't really see that they're like oh we got to keep Marcus Smart. Now if it was the team with Isaiah and not Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, maybe I'd be like okay, I maybe would try and keep him in there because he was a big he played really well with, with Isaiah last year, but now with Kyrie and and even though Gordon Hayward's not there, but Terry Rozier has stepped up. Uh now they got Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't really feel like Marcus Smart is a guy that you really need to. True look to be like oh he's a priority in free agency wouldn't be the worst thing to let him walk and spend the money elsewhere yeah i agree yeah so those are nick's studs and bums of the week yep that is it for this episode of the talking true hoops podcast week nine recap not there was a good amount of news the julio okafor obviously was a big piece of the news we'll see if the rockets continue to play well and see where the injuries go so thank you once again for listening to the podcast subscribe to us on itunes and on YouTube, Nick, I want to say one thing before we end the show. Okay, go we ahead. had Joel Embiid meet Lavar Ball this week. Yes, and I will say that is a pair of big ballers. Two big, yeah, that was hilarious. And I will definitely pay to watch those two men have a show together. I'm just gonna just like a talk out. show, talk like that show. one Marshawn has on Bleacher Report. They have their own podcast. They have yeah, I could the script. They have the script. That they Marshawn don't need writes. a script though. Uh, no, well, oh, the well, that's ball the has this yeah, big baller brand thing. That would be yeah, that would be a fun he show has to watch. Big baller, ball in the family, but Joel Embiid with the Ball family might be some of the best content you'll ever get. That was very interesting content. And, and the, did you see that video of the pop up shot? Uh, yeah. Pop up shot when uh, all the people were stepping in the dog poop. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Good content from the from the Ball family, of course. 
But that is it once again for the Talking Troops podcast. Again, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us at Talking Troops on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you once again signing out with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Be sure to join Rob and Nick for the next Talking True Hoops podcast.